0: My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast.
1: Welcome to the Oddscast.
0: Anything more?
2: Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to episode 27 of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLera alongside terry takes welcome back producer Corey, in our jersey city studios terry takes welcome
0: thank you uh i decided to recuse myself last week because i didn't want you guys to get fired from the action network less (laughs) than three days after you started (laughs) uh thank you for your consideration really appreciate that it'll be a week you can put on your resume
3: (laughs) yeah i mean i haven't updated my linkedin yet but you know coming
2: (laughs) you know it's going well so far um we joe and i have both been posting articles uh pretty much daily um ish yeah i have
3: a little bit more opportunity the way the nba is scheduled Mm -hmm. but it looks like you're having a nice slate opening up uh for the college basketball it's not because you're asian uh well it does have to do with being a shaman so you okay. know, uh, I just get more opportunities, I th- I'd say I okay. build hours into the day. yeah, no. so you know, like uh, fucking uh, daylight savings time,'t I, I had the extra hours still in my head. <laughs> I, don't yeah, get I don't anything.
2: Follow. You just said,
3: <laughs> Yeah, what was it's that? all right? Just let me be your shaman.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to even <laughs> ask you to explain that. We're just going to move on. NCAA heating up. Big story this week is the conference uh, tournaments um, starting. Some of the smaller conferences already have had their tournaments go on. They've Teams have punched bids to the NCAA tournament, which uh, Selection Sunday is this weekend. Some
0: tournaments you might have missed, like the Ivy League yells in.
2: Yeah. So also, and and we'll touch on this, I guess, before we go in, I I thought today we could preview the six major conference tournaments, give some futures we like um, and make some predictions. But we are in the midst of a ever growing by the day global pandemic that is now. I mean, yesterday, Ivy League announced, as you said, Terry, that the conference tournament that they were starting this year for the first time. Is going to be canceled. Some conference tournaments have... uh, Conferences have said that there will be no fans at their conference tournaments. Wait, this is supposed to be their first conference tournament? Yeah. Who? The Ivy League. Oh, was it? They didn't have a tournament? They used to be just regular season makes it. Wow. So Uh, no finals. Regular Uh, season makes it. uh, The winner after the regular season makes the tournament. Sounds Um, soft. So, I mean, I guess the Ivy League and Terry and I have had this conversation about smaller tournaments like, you know, the WCC gonzaga's um, conference have realigned their brackets to put their top two seeds basically in a ridiculously advantageous position where teams could play three or four games before they play the one or two top the top two seeds like they put them right before the finals they're just sitting in the semifinals to just eat up whoever comes in because smaller conferences want their best teams in the ncaa tournament they don't want a smaller team or a worse team to just have a good day against their team, their their premier team or their, their flagship team, because the NCAA tournament is the chance for smaller conferences to show that they, you know, are competitive and and do belong. So, you know, like Like, an Ivy league, the Ivy league, Yale is probably going to be like a 12 seed. If they ended up, Shitting the bed in the conference tournament, a team like Harvard gets in or a team like Princeton gets in on a fluke, they're now a 15 16 seed, and it's just a loss for the conference.
3: In. I mean, if they even let them in, because like with the smaller conferences, I feel like there's always the chance that you might not make the tournament if you don't like like Yale, like if they didn't win their conference that's, tournament. That's okay. exactly <laughs>
2: the point of, of what <laughs> yeah, we're okay. talking. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they might just not even get it in at all. Well, it's like Northern Iowa, Northern Iowa lost their uh, conference tournament. Um. Yeah. and now they're like one of the first four teams out. Yeah, Ritt, Monmouth, Hawks, like four well, years ago. Well, that's also the Bench thing mob.
0: is that, well, like what the WCC is doing. You put Gonzaga in the semifinals, even if they do lose, it's like, oh, well, they lost in the semifinals to a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, Still it doesn't, them a you know, they're not losing in the first round yeah. per se. So it's so like point, stupid, but it's human nature. And it also to, like, makes it sound
3: like. like whoever won your tournament, it's like, oh, well, they beat Gonzaga.
0: I don't know what point you're trying to make. (laughs)
3: Joe's really pregnant tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about college. (laughs) so,
2: So my point is, before we flip over to coronavirus and conference tournaments and any other major sporting event and just gathering in public places, the Ivy League probably thought, okay, we have a public health crisis looming. People are starting to make decisions on large social gatherings. You know, Coachella, rumored to be canceled these big uh, festivals south by southwest canceled or postponed they were probably like all right well it was our first shot at a conference tournament we could just punt this one down the road blame it on corona and our our best team gets in the tournament so
0: it's just i mean i just feel so bad for the players that you know played a game thinking that you know even if you're the shittiest team in the conference you're going to get one more game mm-hmm. playing a conference championship and you know, whether they would have won or lost, you know, you're kind of, if you lose, you, you're you're robbed of that finality of, like,
3: this is playing
0: that last game, whether you know it's your last game or not, but at least you have the idea. But you go in a locker room, you look around to, which are essentially your brothers at this point, point. you're like, you know, we had a good run, and now that it's just canceled, you have mm-hmm. to look back at the game you just played
2: it's that you didn't, culture. like
0: you know take that opportunity to appreciate each other and it's just like your season's over.
2: Yeah. yeah. I I I don't want to get into a whole discussion about coronavirus. There's plenty of discussions going on. You know, wash your hands, be safe, be be prudent, but the I don't know if like what impact no crowds will have. Potentially on conference tournament it games might. or NCAA tournament games.
3: So I'd say maybe in the NCAA tournament, it might help uh, some of the smaller market teams that just don't have any fans go in the first place.
2: It'll be like they'll be in their element. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know what if there's an angle, like it's not quantifiable. Like the, you know, you would mm-hmm. talk about, okay, maybe it's a neutral floor, but, you know, some of these teams, Gen, you know, sometimes they get put in like, uh, you know, North Carolina, Duke will. You know, Duke will be playing in Greensboro, or yeah. um, Kentucky will be playing like close to like you know Kentucky. Yeah. Um. So that has an impact probably in the earlier rounds, but it's just it's it's odd, it's weird, um, and it's something that we don't have any data on. So it's it's going to be interesting to um bet these games if they do go on without crowds, and it's just something to to, to think about going ahead, yeah. but. We're going to start by just going through these conference tournaments. We're going to do the six major conference tournaments, the ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, Big East, SEC, Big 10, and we'll start with the ACC. Uh, We're just going to give our picks to win, and then we're going to give um, just if any future bet has any value, um, and then we'll we'll post them on socials and see who um, gets the most right and um we'll, we'll go from there how about we both give one conference tournament pick and then one long shot that's not um you know that's like more than 10 to one
0: okay yeah super um, or,
2: or like more than six to one seven to
0: one. yep okay
2: let's start with the acc odds anybody under 25 to one florida state plus 200 duke plus 225 louisville plus 325 virginia plus 700 those are the top four seeds in this tournament. They all start in the quarterfinals. They get uh, basically two buys in the first and the second round. So thoughts on this? Do you buy Duke? Are you buying the Virginia resurgence? Um, Louisville, Florida State, what do you think, Terry? Uh,
0: so I, th- I like Florida State, but I don't like their price. I don't buy the Virginia resurgence. I don't really like their team. They can't score, which is, look, yeah, I get Virginia's is historically, you know, since Tony Bennett has been there, a very defensive team. When they won a national championship, yes, they were the highest. What? Were they rated number one defensively?
2: Virginia? Efficiency? Virginia? Yeah. Last year, yeah.
0: Yeah. But they also had uh, – Ryan Guy and DeAndre Hunter, who could, especially DeAndre Hunter, who could get you a basket, very mm. a contested two He's when you, when you needed it. Um, this year, I I don't know. I just I I don't. They're not the same team. I think they're getting too much credit. I like as a sleeper Notre Dame.
2: <laughs> of course, <laughs> <you do. laughs> surprise. Of course, you do so Notre Dame's road. Would be uh, they play Boston College um, today, and then they would face Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so actually Virginia heard a stat that in their like their last six games or whatever they played games of the month of March or late February, that Virginia is shooting 100 percent in the final minute of the game, and opponents are shooting zero percent.
0: Wow, that's incredible stat. If they don't score, wow. you, they can't win.
2: I'm saying there's <laughs> probably going to be a bit of regression oh, in I that think statistic. So. I would imagine. And, they, and they've barely won games. Like they barely won against Miami. You saw they barely won against Louisville. Um, and, you know, they're making shots in the last minute of the game. 100% they haven't missed. And teams aren't making shots. So, you know, in a close game they're probably going to be playing in close games because they just can't score points even though defensively they're elite but i like i said i it, some regression is going to have to come soon and I, look i don't hate it but you know virginia then louisville potentially um you know if you get into the championship game with notre dame you can hedge a bet there not not the worst thing in the world notre dame plus plus four thousand, so 40 to 1
0: i would nice. t- I, I would take that i i think they'd be- boston college easily it's going to be a close game against uh virginia and then what you have louisville or no they're in the finals no they play louisville
2: mm-hmm. it would be it would be virginia and then louisville unless louisville gets upended in their first game
0: i don't trust louisville either that whole bottom of the bracket i think their names in a very favorable part of the bracket
2: mm-hmm. i look if About i was bracket. if i was going to pick a long shot I would say Notre Dame is a decent one. Um, Thank you. I think NC State's another team I would look at because they have beaten Duke. So if they play, you know, they beat Pitt today, then they play Duke, a team that they've handled before. um, You know, then they play Florida State, and then they're in the championship. So I, I would, I, I would eye up. That's tough. NC State or Notre Dame as as long shots, but at the end of the day like florida state i wouldn't take them at 200 or plus 200 but i just think they're a very good team this year i almost want florida state to lose in the conference tournament yeah so they get bumped down maybe a seed in the ncaa I, tournament because a team that th- I, that's a team that i like for the ncaa tournament yeah
0: but there's no value in taking them in the win the only like the reason why bet i are uh,
3: overs point team individual point overs you know then you can yeah do that.
0: thanks joe <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no value in betting Florida State right now. Um, but if you look at the top four teams mm-hmm. in the ACC, it's a very down year for the ACC. Mm-hmm. All four of those teams are making the ch- in, into the NCAA tournament. Sure, they could improve their seeds by winning, but like, doesn't matter. Do any of them really care that much? I think there's going to be more, more fire. You know, coming from the bottom part of this conference. And that's why I think Notre Dame, who is, you know, not a not even a first four team out, not even a second four team out. But if they can make a run, you know, make a little noise in the tournament, make it to the final, they could get they could get there.
2: So who, who wins the tournament? Give me the win and give me the long shot. You gave me the long shot. Notre Dame 40 to one.
0: I'm just I'm just going to ride with the Irish. Man.
2: <laughs> OK, <laughs> I'm going to say Florida State wins the tournament. And then I'm going to give NC State as my long shot at plus plus twenty or 2,500, so 25 to 1. Uh, Joe? Uh,
3: don't really have, like, a huge feeling on this. Like, I don't want to really give out, like, a crazy pick here. But I think, you know, Virginia, their style of play, I know you guys don't really believe in them, but I feel like their style of play is conducive to, you know, limiting other teams' uh, opportunities and uh, that kind of defensive uh, – mindset i think could be effective in this type of tournament
2: big 12 kansas plus 110 very low odds yeah baylor plus 300 west virginia plus 400 texas Tech 800 oklahoma 18 to 1 and then there's a bunch of 40 to 1s and over terry what do you think of the big 12 tournament
0: uh i think we are looking at a kansas v baylor Third, third round. Ali Frazier in the jungle. Um, <laughs> I I just uh, West Virginia is great in Morgantown. Unfortunately for them, the Big Twelve Conference is not played in Morgantown. I have not been impressed by Texas Tech. Uh, Texas obviously just got their doors kicked off by Oklahoma State, who is terrible. Well, not terrible, but they're not that good this year. Um, so I, I, I don't see much value in either, either side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I would, I would go all chalk in, in the big 12 conference and, and would assume or would bet that it would be Kansas versus Baylor in the final.
2: <laughs> You're not picking any of those teams.
0: I, I mean, I think Kansas is better, but I, I I wouldn't recommend betting to win this. You know, I wouldn't What's put a the future point? in on this. But who wins? Uh, Kansas. Okay.
3: Joe. Uh, I feel like I, I I tend to agree. I think Kansas is the best team here, and I'll probably wind up having them on top of my, well, at least one of my brackets. Um, but I think Baylor might have some more motivation to get a win here in this tournament, uh, just because they were. Uh, like riding such a high. I wonder some. I wonder if like if they win this tournament, um, they probably have to beat Kansas if they're maybe able to like regain a one seed or something like that in the tournament. Was that a question?
2: Yeah. Who are you picking? Baylor. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think think
3: they have motivation to win.
2: I think Kansas.
3: like like more i just feel like they have more like they have like a reason to really want to win i feel like if kansas loses this they're still probably a one seed
2: i think Baylor's yeah. still probably one seed yeah. if they make it to the, yeah. the, the finals too kansas, kansas has to won like 15 <laughs> straight games in a row i'm sure they want to keep that alive true um i'm going kansas a future I, like oklahoma at 18 to 1 um i think they have a favorable draw on the bracket um Austin Reeves uh, scored, I think it was 41 points against TCU um, on Saturday in a crazy comeback win where they were down like 20 points at halftime. And he reminded me a lot of like these Big East small guards that get hot and can just light up a game. And those guys really um, tend to shine in these conference tournaments or have chances to shine in these conference tournaments. So Oklahoma 18-1, to 1, I would think about it just because they play West Virginia, who can be absolutely anemic on offense and terrible at shooting and getting these really bad scoring lulls. Um, Oklahoma actually went from playing in the first round um, and then they beat TCU. The The records were so tight that they jumped to a three seed. So they play six seeded West Virginia, even though West Virginia is probably the much better team. Um, but Oklahoma, I think if they beat West Virginia, they get Baylor. Um, and I think, you know, you could hedge potentially or look for a live bet opportunity if they could, you know, get past Baylor or face kansas in the finals but i think oklahoma is better off playing baylor in the semis than kansas in the semis so for that reason i I think that 18 to 1 just maybe a little sprinkle not a full unit but just a little sprinkle to uh to, to have some fun with it so i'm going kansas but oklahoma is uh is my favorite long shot in the big 12
0: sprinkly dinkly
2: next up the big east our alma mater Uh, Seton Hall.
0: RIP to the old Big East. What a great (laughs) tournament at MSG that used to be.
2: He really was awesome. So Seton Hall, can't bet him in New Jersey, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, But I think, you know, I'm not a believer in Seton Hall. It looks like Miles Powell's kind of been hurt recently. Um, So I don't know whether it's better for them to just exit the tournament early get like a three seed and just rest up um, and not push it down to the wire, but you got Villanova plus 250, Creighton plus 350, Butler plus 400, Marquette plus 500, Providence plus 600, Xavier plus 1,400 um, Very uh, a conference is just filled with parody this year. Um, Terry, any thoughts on the Big East?
0: Yeah I don't like people that say ex Xavier.
2: <laughs> <It> bothers
0: me. <laughs> Thoughts?
2: Did I say Xavier? No. I said Xavier.
0: No, I know, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. Um, yeah, I think this conference is pretty even. Uh, I, I do like Creighton, but I think value-wise, I don't know. I think I think Butler is a very good team mm-hmm. to be th- I mean, they're fifth in the conference. You know, third in odds. I think shows you know how the odds makers feel about them. Um, but they're playing against the red hot Providence in the first round, so that's kind of a coin flip.
2: Providence so, seems to be like the the dark horse of everybody's bracket or Big East, you know, futures bet. They've won six games in a row. Yeah, you said red hot um, going into the tournament, but I, I'm, I'm not ready to believe in them just yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ed Ed Cooley's got his squad playing well. So, I, if I was going to pick a team that isn't Seton Hall, I would look to that five-four matchup. Um, you know, Butler four to one, Providence six to one. I would probably lean towards Butler. I think yeah. they're a better, more complete team, um, and just. Yeah, I, I think they have more to prove, and you know, they they have more to do for their tournament resume. I they think they're going to be motivated and come out to play. Uh, so this coin toss game, I would I would take Butler.
2: Yeah, I, the four-five flagged that for when we talk about the Big Ten tournament because it's a, I think it's a similar situation there where the four-five matchup I think is like the dark horse pick. Um, I don't I'm not a big fan of Creighton to be honest with you. Jays, um, I'm not a fan of the Big East in general this year, and I've said that before on this podcast. Um, and I'll look to fade them in the NCAA tournament. Um, but with that being said, you know. In terms of a winner, like Villanova, it's plus two fifty. I would never take that, but I, I think they, I think they win the tournament. I, I think in a in a game in a tournament like this, with the brackets set up, basically that Creighton and Villanova, like have DePaul, Xavier, St. John's, Georgetown, instead of having like a tough first round game, I think it means a huge deal for those teams and just staying rested staying healthy and i think villanova wins this tournament i look i nothing would surprise me here like i think any team could win this but
0: i think it's pretty obvious by the fact that we both made our picks and there was a lot of (sighs) just like pain (laughs) pain (laughs) size of (sighs) i don't
3: (sighs) i don't know arthritic (laughs) picks
2: if if marquette (laughs) didn't look god awful down the stretch like i would by Marcus Howard and just put that and just ride that all the way. Cause like that's your typical Kemba Walker, big East kind of like yeah. strong guard that could just light up, um, an arena, but I'm going Villanova here. But again, it's, it's a painful conference as Terry said, Joe.
3: Yeah. I think, I think this is uh pretty tough and it's kind of, uh, the odds are kind of weird since you can't bet on a uh, Seton hall. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to sit this one out and root for Seton Hall and hope that they win. Uh, but uh, which uh,
0: which team wants to win? <laughs> I think,
3: well, Seton Hall apparently might not want to win, according to Dom, so they can rest Miles Powell a little bit, you know. OK, so uh, maybe maybe I'm picking I'm picking the team to win that doesn't want to win. Okay, so just all
2: right. <laughs> Terry's on Butler. I'm on Nova. Joe's on Seton Hall for the Big East. Moving to the Big Ten, um, I have an article out on Action that dives into this whole analysis very deep. Um, but
0: then why don't you kick us off? Right you? Just right. tell us what you think. All right. Yeah,
2: I'll give my little two minute elever- elevator pitch here on the Big Ten. Okay. look, since the Big Ten expanded to fourteen teams. They have 14 teams? They do. What
0: a fraud name.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big 10 has 14 teams. Big 14. Um, they round it down. A number one or two seed that's been, like, top five in Ken Palm. Adjusted efficiency has won this tournament, except for two times Michigan got hot um, and won the tournament, like, after winning six, of six going six and two in their last eight games. So what you want to do with odds that are pretty deflated for teams like maryland michigan state wisconsin maryland's plus 350 michigan state's plus 350 wisconsin was 10 to 1 when the bracket came out but now they're down to four to one which makes sense michigan plus 600 makes no sense to me um they're a decent team but like people are just thinking that john beeline still coaches this team um and he doesn't he's still he, the calves he doesn't have a job um because he got fired oh. iowa iowa state or uh, ohio state both teams that could win this tournament but at eight to one i'm not really biting penn state has looked god awful down the stretch at eight to one i'm not picking them um just to show you like how good this conference has been 10 teams Lenardi says they're getting in right now which is more than any conference in the league um, or in, in the NCAA, like I said, eight teams that are under ten to one odds. So it's like the Big East on steroids. But whoa, a team, whoa. big allegations. I look. I think Michigan State wins this. I, I think Michigan State. I'm falling in love with them again, just like I did last year, in terms mm-hmm. of them just winning the NCAA tournament. So I'm kind of hoping they lose to like get the stent, you know, get the scent off of them a little bit. Uh, yes, yeah, so you could be contrarian in your one bracket. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they win just because they've looked like the best team down the stretch and they look like they really figured things out. Um, but they're plus 350, so I'm not going to do that. The yeah. team that I like as a long shot, and you can read the entire article on the Action Network, um, is Illinois. Illinois is 14 to 1, which I don't understand why. This team has. Illinois is one of three teams in the big 10 that have a winning road record this year. So they've proven they can win outside of their home court. They have two buys. They're a top four seed. So all they have to do is win two games and they're in the conference championship. They're looking at playing Iowa in their first round game, a team that they just beat to head into the tournament. And then they face Wisconsin, Rutgers or Michigan in the semifinals. And they've beaten all those teams too. So, you're looking at Illinois basically to win two games, and then you could hedge or just let it ride in the conference championship. But 14 to 1 for basically only two games. Like, I don't know why Illinois' odds are this high. They have the Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Kofi Cockburn. Cool. He, <laughs> Tough name. A-plus <laughs> name, but he oh burns a lot of people inside the paint. Wow. <laughs> Great, this sh- talk Great about. spin
3: zone. Fucking... <laughs> I don't even know what to say.
2: But no, I think Illinois 14 to one great value on this. Like I said, they need to win two games. They've beaten Iowa. They've beaten Wisconsin and they have played well outside of uh, outside of their home home court. So how do you feel about like this just
3: needs to be asked? Like, how do you feel about uh, your undergrad alma mater Rutgers? Like, do they have a shot here even though you can't bet on them?
2: Um, I don't think so. I, I look, they're a great team defensively. Um, they're they win just by out rebounding people and holding teams to like under 70 points. And then they just have to hope Ron Harper Jr. or Geo Baker can carry the scoring load and hit some shots. But this Rutgers, Michigan first round matchup, they play this exact game on a neutral court like less than a month ago, they play yeah. this game in MSG. And Rutgers lost to Michigan by like seven, eight points really was never close. So I think, you know, take that neutral floor game. I don't think much has changed since then. I don't think they get past the first round in Michigan. Um, And you're looking at like, you know, other than Michigan State, the hottest team in the Big Ten in Wisconsin right after that. So I don't think they could keep I don't think they can play four great games because they have to play great games in order to beat these top teams in the Big Ten. And they just haven't won games outside of the rack this year. Yeah. Outside of Piscataway, they've won two Big Ten games this year. One was at Nebraska, who's the worst team in the Big Ten. And then one was uh, at Purdue, which was the last game of the season they played to get into the basically the clinch their spot in the tournament. So, oh,
0: that's because Greg Shannon doesn't go to away games.
2: That's true. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I don't really think Rutgers has a great chance in this. I would love to see them make a run, but I really don't think they get past the first game in Michigan. So right. I think Michigan State wins. Illinois is my sleeper. Joe? Uh, I think um,
3: I, I tend to agree with you in terms of Michigan State here. Uh, it, they obviously have strong guard play um, with Cassius Winston, and I think that that's something that cannot be understated in uh, this type of like playoff format in like a conference tournament or in the NCAA tournament um, It's you have that leadership. You have that control of the clock. You're not feeling rushed I think that that gives them an edge here uh, And I tend to agree. I'll go Michigan State too
0: Terry uh, I'm gonna take Ohio State. They're 9-1 on FanDuel uh, they're Playing Purdue gonna be a tough game Came out a stretch on Thursday. Uh, but I just, you know, they've been hot. And they, I mean, they just lost to Michigan State by 11.
2: In Michigan State, though.
0: In Michigan State, we got a neutral site floor. They were a, a top team in the beginning of the year. Were they
2: number one? They were number one. Yeah, they were number, number one. Ohio State's still eighth <laughs> overall in Kempom. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're a top good, ten still, team.
0: I mean, yeah, they're still good. Um and they're one of the more balanced teams in the Big Ten. Thirteenth uh, in adjusted offense, twentieth in adjusted
2: defense.
0: And I think you know, I, I'm not looking at the bracket.
2: Where are they? Where are they in the bracket? So that's that's the problem. Like, Do if, they play if, a, if Ohio State was anywhere else in the bracket, I would really think about them. But after they play Purdue, they're playing Michigan State.
0: Yeah, no, take it nine one. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan State. I I don't. I I just don't I don't What's trust Michigan line? State what this year. What do you year. think the
3: lines like on a Michigan State Ohio State game?
2: Um, I think it's probably around four and a half five.
0: There's no value in Michigan State if you're going to take someone. I would take Ohio State. Okay. And you're if they beat them, you know, in the semifinals, yeah. you have them in the finals. They'll probably be the favorite. You can hedge.
2: I mean, yeah. look, I hope I Ohio get State brings it around and gets up to like a 4 or 3 seed. They, That'd be great. That'd be great for the futures bet that uh so that we'd have Baylor and Ohio State going into oh, it. I so I have
3: Ohio State,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more conference tournaments, quick ones. Let's do the SEC. Um the odds here, Kentucky +175, Auburn +280, LSU +500, Florida +700. Terry What's up? SEC, give me a winner.
0: Uh, Alabama, Nick Salmon, go roll Tide. Is Joe, know what you wanted? Uh, LSU. No analysis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate LSU.
2: I hate <laughs> them so much. Terry, you want to pick a team, or are you sticking with Alabama?
0: Yeah, no, my computer's not working, so I was hoping that someone else would talk.
2: All right. I like Auburn a lot here, but plus 280, like, they should be 5-1, to 4-1. to one. Um, Auburn is a team that can get hot in this conference tournament setting. Florida, I would think about at 7-1 to one just because they've looked better as of late. They blew a game to Kentucky in Florida, which wasn't good um, on Saturday. But I think, you know, af- after seeing a team like Kentucky, I think that, you know, if you get to a conference championship game, all bets are off. The problem is they have to play one more game than Kentucky would have played just or would be playing because they, they're a five seed in the second round. Um, so, like, I really don't think that there is any value in any of these teams. Um, I, so, with that said, I'm just going to say Kentucky wins, but I, I would pass on any futures here.
3: Yeah. I guess, like, your one angle is if you want to look for um, – like Auburn's got Okoro, who's probably going to be a top ten pick in the draft. So I mean, you could, if you wanted to look at it that way too, and say like, who has the best individual player in the tournament?
0: That might be an angle too. Terry, I mean, LSU had Ben Simmons as the best single player in the tournament. Yeah, but Ben Simmons can't shoot. Uh no he can't shoot that is correct <laughs> uh I mean I don't like this conference room at all I think it's a wash there's not I don't see much value in any of these teams um, if you want to take a long shot I wouldn't
3: <laughs> good I mean I good. like
0: I like. Kentucky or Auburn yeah but what like there's no value there so pick one pick one
2: yeah maybe somebody maybe somebody's gonna put all these in a parlay on DraftKings and put like ten dollars on.
0: who did you pick Kentucky oh all right I'll take Auburn all right (laughs) (laughs) I don't like I think Florida is all name recognition I don't really like Florida this year uh yeah so Auburn they can make threes
2: pack 12 last tournament we're going over Oregon plus 190, Arizona plus 350, Terry's Colorado Buffaloes plus 400, UCLA plus 700, Arizona State plus 800. Terry, we'll start with you. Do your Buffaloes have what it takes to kind of turn this season back around?
0: I'm so disappointed in my Buffaloes. They were in first place in the Pac 12 with five games to play. They had just won on the road at Oregon State, I believe, after being down. And then they just shit the bed. Um, what, 8-1 eight to eight to, one to win the conference, and they lost, I think, five in a row. Four in a row. I apologize. And then they lose in overtime to Utah um, to end the season. So do I have confidence in the Buffaloes, Dominic? Uh, No, I don't. They're a solid first-half team, and then they just forget how to play basketball in the second half. Uh, And it just seemed like they did not care about these last four games because they were a better basketball team, and they lost all those games. Do you Um, think, though,
3: like them losing those games in a row gives them – more value in terms of this tournament, like in betting value. I mean, yeah, I
0: think possibly I need to pull up the odds. Plus four hundred odds. I see four fifty on FanDuel. Fanduel.
3: Okay.
0: I'm a scorned lover, so I don't know if I if I want to go back to the well. But <laughs> <laughs> I would I would look at UCLA at seven and a half to one.
2: Um, I, so I already bet this with Joe. Um, I took Washington. Like I put $10 on Washington.
3: I couldn't even get all $10 on it.
2: No. If you went back like a day later, you oh, could you do could. it.
3: Oh,
2: you're good. You fucking sick fuck. So <laughs> Washington is 75 to one here. They have
3: <laughs> their fourth. They're 40 to one now. On oh, DraftKings. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. we moved the line.
2: We moved the line. My That's $6 huge. bet. Um, look, I still think like it's not crazy that Washington like turns it on. Like they they were the most talented team heading into the Pac-12 this year, a team that has two McDonald's All-Americans and Isaiah Stewart, Jaden McDaniel's. They've won three out of their last four games, including two away wins, Arizona State and Arizona. So, like, what's to say that this team hasn't figured it out with a very young team? a uh, coach in Mike Hopkins that was, you know, Pac-12 coach of the year, I'm pretty sure, in the last two seasons. Like, what? what's to say they don't win at Arizona, a team they just beat in Arizona, uh, then they beat USC. Maybe they beat Oregon, who knows. But, like, I think it's fun to just throw a little money on them and just hopefully they, they take – Care of business and figure it out because they are extremely talented. Um, other than that, like I think this tournament, this this conference is not good. Like they're just Oregon's good, but all the other teams: Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC. They're all like the same team to me. So yeah. it's it's just Washington still plus twelve point seven one adjusted efficiency metric. That's like sixth in the conference. Um, Washington at 4 to one, fucking
3: yeah. I guy. mean, Arizona also has like some NBA talent that's probably going in the draft this year. But you're right in terms of the, they're going to have the Washington's going to have two guys probably taken in the first round of this year's draft. Uh, and at those odds, you can't really get better value than that.
0: I I just think seven seven and a half to one UCLA as a two seed. The path that they have is. Not very hard. You Stanford or California. I mean, they have the bye right now, and then they get the winner of Stanford or California, which are both better than. And then they're either playing Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Washington State, Arizona State, eh. Colorado has forgotten how to play basketball, Washington State. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington State beats Colorado because Colorado is just, I'm, again, scorned lover. I'm so over them i'm so disappointed in my buffs <laughs> so what's the pick i'm taking u c l a upset over oregon
3: let's go Washington
2: all right. those are the preview of the uh the conference tournaments uh it's it's This is a fun week it really is um you know there's pretty much games on all day every day until this weekend, and then selection Sunday followed by pretty much the best two days of uh of sports, in my opinion, the, the first Thursday, Friday. You're going to
3: go to work or like what are you doing? Just, I'm not going to
2: talk about that on the <laughs> podcast.
0: <but. laughs> you could just text him. Are you asking him to hang out? You could just text him. Oh, yeah, that too. Good point.
2: Um, we're going to have next week uh, previews of all of the regions we might do four 20-minute hitters on uh, each of the regions to just get you in the mood, filling out those brackets, give you our picks and our thoughts on the bracket um, as it is uh, going to be released on, on Sunday. Yeah, and we'll, get
0: we'll you in from the there. mood, use my deep voice.
2: Terry takes a t- Turn the his,
0: lights down low, light those candles
2: Doing his Barry White <laughs> to, uh, to, to play you on uh, As we go through the uh, How do you feel racket?
0: about San Diego State As a one seed
2: uh, <laughs> Light me up Aztecs Gonzaga scored 84 <laughs> Alright, we're going to take a break When we come back, some segments And then we're going to send you on your merry little ways Bye
1: Dino, take him out of here, book him <laughs>
2: And we are back. We are gonna do one of our favorite segments: RV tripping. Terry's not choo chooing or room brewing. <laughs> Terry, you look dejected tonight.
0: Uh, yeah. You said the G. is RV tripping, <laughs> not tripping. That's why I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, Vroom, vroom, zoom, zoom.
2: Over under how many... Over under... How many Coronas have you drank since Coronavirus became a thing?
0: Probably 25.
2: (laughs) So you've only been drinking Corona during the Coronavirus.
0: Yes. It's uh, nature's natural... uh, Not vitamin. Vaccine. It's it's because
3: uh, you're injecting yourself with a little bit of it. You ever take
0: math. If if you subtract a negative number, it makes a plus. Mm-hmm. That's what Corona versus Corona does. <laughs> you know
2: math. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know a <that> thing, math. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah. Coronas. Are you like taking a stand against, you know, like how there's been stuff going around that nobody's eating at Chinese restaurants because of the racism um, associated with um, a, a decent portion of the American population who mm-hmm. think that they can get coronavirus from yes. take out Chinese food. Uh-huh. And also a statistic came out that like 36% of Americans would no longer or wouldn't drink Corona beer. Yes. Is that it wasn't. Producer Corey says it's fake. Was uh, the, the study was fake? Yeah. So CNN put it out. What does that mean for CNN?
0: Wait, so it was fake, or was it just because I bought so much Corona beer in the last two days, so now you think it's fake? They were, like, asking people if they were going to buy Corona beer. They weren't going in there to buy it anyway. So it's the
2: whole, the whole thing. It's screwed up. I don't get it.
0: Why would you go to the store if you weren't going to buy that?
2: There's, a, prob- there's, there's a, a, a structural problem with the data set. Oh uh, okay. Um,
0: so, uh, but yes, Dominic, I have been. Are you
2: trying to help out the mom and pop shop, uh, known as ABVV or whatever? Yes, multinational I've, conglomerate owns Corona beer.
0: I uh, yes, I have. I have been buying. I've bought at least three eighteen or eighteen or twelve pack. Three at least three twelve packs of Corona beer since. Uh, last week, just trying to do my part. Uh, the first one I bought, I was hoping I would get a discount. I did not. Uh, the local proprietor would not give me a discount. Did you ask? Or did uh, you just I did. He did not seem thrilled. Also, there was a lot of Corona beer missing. So it seems like a lot of people were on the same page as me. I've also wow. ordered from my local Chinese restaurant establishment, wow. uh, over the past, uh, week. Uh, please, please do not stop ordering your, your weekly. I'm, I'm assuming people order Chinese food weekly cause that's what I do. Oh. Um, yeah. So I don't, don't change your way of life because of this virus. Yeah. Um, and if you're hoarding toilet paper, fuck you.
3: Dude, I went to Wegmans this weekend. Great Wegmans, great store. But, uh, I was able to get one of the last like four, packages of toilet paper
0: why are people hoarding toilet i don't understand
3: paper? like i don't when since when does the flu like make you shit
0: we're we are what, what for seven months out from from the day before halloween i just shift tonight d-
2: so imagine you can't use like the alo to so. bring it back to um the potential of ncaa games to be played without um, fans yeah. since we're talking about coronavirus mm-hmm. tweet just now um breaking to try to help stop the spread of the coronavirus governor jay Inslee is expected wednesday to restrict gatherings of more than 250 people including at sporting events and concerts in this, it, in uh, in washington
0: okay thank you
2: spokane is um a site for some of the tournament games so that would effectively mean that those games would be played with no fans so it's happening
0: you say 250 people
2: or more oh. so you can no, not congregate more than 250 people um, in the state of washington if this tweet is to be true
0: what about my facebook hangouts
2: from the seattle Ooh. times Ooh. Ooh, you could get a virus that way hmm. but it's happening um, it's gonna be very interesting times but Let's go RV trip. And this is the segment where we try to bet every single state in the United States of America, all 50 of them. And we pick a game uh, and bet them. So Bruce or Corey, random state picker. Where are we going?
0: Vroom, vroom, zoom, zoom.
2: D.C.? Washington, D.C. Comics? What? Can we go there? Is that? Do you have a mic or no?
0: No, he doesn't. Oh. We've silenced a minority.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll speak for both of us, Corey.
2: Um, is DC a state? No, no. What's like the for the purpose, I guess for the purposes of this. Oh yeah. segment is oh, a state. Yeah, That's yeah. I'm yeah. For the I know it's not a state. I, I, took, I read yeah, a book I, once. I was confused. You know, what's the capital? Great question. <laughs> Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, wow.
3: your, your teacher would be so upset at you. Social studies. What a so
2: class. I'm assuming that one of these games is either the Capitals, the um, Wizards. Nationals.
3: No. no.
2: The Nationals. You know what? Spring training. The Wizards and the uh, Capitals play in Chinatown in Washington. Holy mackerel. Wow. Well, you know, I think we're
3: going to switch it up. You know what else? What other sports is playing there? Um,
0: Politics.
3: <laughs> no, we have a uh, we have an XFL game. The Dallas Renegades are at the DC Defenders. The Terry special.
0: Oh, let's go.
2: Um, the DC Defenders. Terry takes favorite team.
0: Uh, no. We,
2: we are a Vipers
0: podcast. We are
2: Vipers. Yeah, They've they been very die. disappointing,
0: but they have been.
2: Um, Great job on us.
3: So you know, we got it feels the, like uh,
2: backing Bernie Sanders. Democratic primary. The odds but just go keep ahead. going
3: down. <laughs> so uh, the spread—it's on Sunday, March fifteenth. The spread is, minus, is DC Defenders minus four and a half, and the over/under is a low thirty-five.
0: What do you think, here, Tyree? What do I think? I am going to take the—I like to the spread on the uh, Dallas Renegades. Okay, plus four and a half you got a low spread. you got to take those points. If you look at the limited games that these teams have played <laughs> in the sixth week of of the season, so they've played a total of five games, the Renegades have played much better on the road. Uh, they've covered and won both of their games on the road. They have lost and not covered <laughs> the three games that they have played at home. Uh, immovable force meet... Wait. Immovable...
3: What's the saying? Isn't it the unstoppable force? Unstoppable force means a object. <laughs>
0: Uh object. The DC uh, Defenders are undefeated at home and have covered all all three games that they've played at home. But I'm um, low-scoring game. These teams do not score very many points, even though we have Bob Stoops uh, uh, coaching with Landry Jones as his quarterback. The DC, or er, I'm sorry, the Dallas Renegades. I, I, you know, low-scoring game, uh, 35-point total. I'm going to take the four-and-a-half of the Dallas Renegades on the road. I don't think that the defenders can put up points with Cordell Jones, and I believe that the Renegades can figure out their offense, uh, especially on the road where they apparently seem more comfortable away from uh, Jerry Jones' world uh, to cover that four-and-a-half-point spread. Okay.
2: All right. I mean, Love it's it. good with me. You're the XFL expert.
0: Yeah, Renegades. Week six. Put in, put in the yes song. Renegades. You
2: so you come on music. Dallas three and a half. You said four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four Whoa. Renegades. Four, four,
0: four
2: and a half. Yeah. Renegade. So. That's our RV tripping. Um, we've been doing pretty well, but uh, DC, I guess, is the state we'll go to. Maybe they go to the National Mall if they let us go. If they let us congregate, check out the uh, never know the many museums. Supreme Court is. Do you there. have a
3: favorite museum?
2: Um, I like the Museum of Natural History. Same, I fucking love that. Yep. Um, I like the American History one though too. I, American History was always my favorite um, subject in school. Pretty much like you know great depression onward um you know reconstruction civil war stuff is you know it's it's just i don't know I, like one of my favorite things to do uh they took the ken burns documentaries off of netflix but if i ever needed to nap like i just threw on the civil war ken burns documentary and fell asleep <laughs> you seem like you're very interested nothing like that. that's not because it's the reconstruction i it's just you know Lincoln, uh, you know, people people were were bad people, and we had some pretty fucked up things we used to think about um, in the country. um, But but the right side won, and and now we're here. So Uh,
0: I got a five on my AP history test.
2: Congrats! Congrats. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, My school didn't have AP history, so
0: you went to private school. I went to public school. What's up with that?
2: (laughs) What's up with that? (laughs) What is up with that? All right. Pods and Rex to take us out.
1: Who's up? Bruce Corey's up first. Thanks for the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) You're welcome. Don't worry. I'll bleep it out later. Um, So we're on the eve of Westworld season three coming out. Facts. Robin Juwadi. The man is a composer, and he scores TV shows. Oh, love it. But there's nothing he does better than Westworld. Whenever I have to get work done, I have to focus on something, bam, throw on Westworld's like, album or whatever it is uh, for seasons one and two. His piano-only rendition of A Forest by The Cure, mind-blowing. That shit is insane. It's creepy. It's awesome. Um... I have absolutely nothing but high praise for this guy. Uh, He did some questionable scoring in his life, but he probably got a huge paycheck for it because I know those movies made bank at the box office, which is hard to do now. Um, And so I'm going to suggest, you know, just pop it on one day when you're trying to do something. really helps you focus in. Uh, It also makes you feel like whatever you're doing is at the utmost importance, even though it could be like, you know, reading A book. I feel like
3: every time Westworld comes on, I don't remember, like, where we're at with the show.
1: Well, that's the whole point. And that's the best part. Like, the show might get confusing, and at points, you're like, what the fuck? But the score is sick. Yeah. So you're always drawn to it, and I think it's because of the music. I think it has more to do with it than, like, all the tits and stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I mean, those are important. I mean, it's all not real because they're robots. I can say... Robot tits. Oh, I don't, uh, it's robot man. tits. It's fine. He just ruined this for me. Look, just because they're conscious doesn't mean that they're not robots. What's
3: your I wasn't sure where you're going with the, the consciousness composer,
1: thing. The composer who does the scoring, Raman Juwadi, Look him up on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Just search Westworld. Listen to those two albums. They're tight. Um, and I can't wait for season three. I'm very excited, even though I have no clue, as Joe said, where the fuck we left off. So I'm gonna need a good like 15 minute. Warming up before I get into that I know. show again
2: um, Keeping it on the music theme th- You didn't recommend the Hot Mulligan album last week, did you? No Okay, so Hot Mulligan oh, Hot Mulligan um, Yeah, right. yeah you're, you're right It came out after the podcast was, was released um, Hot Mulligan Like a return to Just my old Nostalgic Style of music that I used to listen to, like very like, I'm, I feel like Precious Corey doesn't have a microphone right now, but like I need his help in discerning what genre of music. Let's it just is say, now. Daddy
1: issues make for great, great music. Yeah, there are a couple songs in that album that almost explicitly say that, <laughs> and um, they're tight. But
2: Band from Michigan, just phenomenal album. I have been enjoying it thoroughly all week long i'm trying to find the um oh here we go so Hop mulligan writes songs for people who like to sing as loud as possible their music is the cathartic outcry for growth from a generation of forward-thinking midwesterners caught in the gears of a rusted system in desperate need of hope The members use songwriting to explore the lessons they've learned from lives led in pursuit of dreams with full awareness of the cost. From relationships to personal development, Hot Mulligan captures the human experience with unflinching honesty and infectious hooks that above all else make people feel something. Don't let the emotional intelligence displayed on You'll Be Fine fool you. Hot Mulligan makes serious music for people that don't take themselves too seriously. You may feel sad or stressed or lost in life right now, but don't worry too much because those feelings will pass in time. When all is said and done, after dreams are chased, hearts are broken, and memories are made, you'll be fine.
0: Did you write that?
2: No, that's uh, their their artist's description on Spotify. But I thought it was beautiful, but Hot Mulligan, check it out. You'll be fine. New album. Fire. Flames. Bangers only. All right. Well, I don't know. I hope I don't steal this from Terry, but uh, the
3: new season of Ugly Delicious is on Netflix, and it's fantastic. I love that show. Uh, Season one is really good if you haven't watched it yet. Um, It came out two years ago. There were eight episodes. Uh, Season two, um, it's got David Chang. He's kind of taking a little bit more of a perspective on life and as a chef and as a uh, culinary expert, and it's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal set of episodes. There's four of them. Uh, I highly recommend it, and it's a nice way to get your, like, dose of food and understand a little bit more about other cultures. So, great show. Uh, really, really big fan.
2: You alive, Terry?
0: Is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> uh, why you seem so mad at me?
2: Dead error. Not great for the podcast.
0: Oh, sorry. I was Phil waiting, I was waiting for someone to introduce me. Do, you, do you want to... If my recommendation is Corona. <laughs> <laughs> get it inside your body and it won't get you.
2: All right. That's a wrap. See you next week for our March Madness previews. Check out Joe and I's articles on the Action Network. Our picks will be posted on the socials. See you next week. God bless.